Prime time. <laughs> Subscribe, like, and share. <laughs> Give us your feedback. Yo, I'm Manny at the plate and Kobe off a of steal. Rescue for the goal and Brady at the wheel. I'm a game changer. The Osaka of the tennis and breaking scoreboard. Simone of the Olympics. Defense and big business. The Mayweather who way better. From the greatness of Jim Brown, I bend down. Talk of sports before I was off the porch. Screaming bow nose while Jordan was playing horse. Late 80s getting torched by the drive in the shot. 2016 got a ring off the three in the block. They ease to forgot. The cardiac kids, Price and Doherty, bailing the Indian years. This who it is. Your host, D-Train, yo, that's a name banger. Come in the streets and talk sports with the game changer. Yo, your host, D-Train, that's a name banger. Come in the streets and talk sports with the game changer. Yo, 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 D-Trent, Game Changer Sports Talk, Industry Sports, what's really good, man? It's a pleasure to be with y'all today, all right? Let me let me set the tone for y'all, all right? It's, it's fall season, second, third day of fall, all right? Which means all the sports coming into play, all right? Football season going into week three. NBA season about to start training cap. Baseball season going into the playoffs. NHL about to start up. So, tis the season to be sportsful. All right? We got a lot of things going on. You know, we got NFL teams that ain't playing up to par, playing better than we thought. But for the most part in the NFL, it's pretty even. You know, a lot of the stellar teams, majority of them, the ones we predicted are projected anyway, they like one and one. And then you got, you know, teams that's 2-0 and surprising and teams that's 0-2 surprising and not surprising. The NBA still got, you know, where has Ben going? What will Dame do, you know? Wall, John Wall has emerged. Huh. You know, so baseball heating up. I mean, it's going into the hunt for red October. You know, Vlad Guerrero's son is out here putting his stamp on the league. You know, uh, uh, Otani still, you know, he's still being a dynamic pitcher as far as a dynamic hitter. Uh the Dodgers doing well. The Giants taking off. You know, Tampa Bay is emerging. I mean, Tampa Bay already, they they, they got the championship in the NFL. They, you know, they got the championship in the NHL. Uh, can they take the MLB too? Um, will they solidify a Tampa Bay legacy right now? That's, I mean, it's pretty interesting. So the sports world is going crazy right now. There's so many storylines and so many, so many things. Uh, so who are we talking about right now? All right, right now, I want to talk about the NBA and who we specifically talk about. Is I'm gonna go back to Ben Simmons. All right, training count for the NBA is about four or five days away, okay? Uh, ben Simmons then made it clear, at least through representation, 
he's made it clear that he's never playing for Philadelphia again. Now, will he eat those words remains to be seen. But, you know, some of the backlashes, is he legitimate in his stance? Um, Ben Simmons has been in the league for going on five years. I think it's the first year of his extension year, so he's been in the league like four years, five years. Uh, he's a world-class defender, facilitator of offense, fast break, rebounder. Um, he's not a shooter. He can score. He can do a lot off the dribble, but he's not a shooter. Um, even without a shooting, though, he's one of the most impactful players in the league. You know what I'm saying? Not one of the best, but still one of the most impactful. Or he could be one of the best. Um, you know, so. Does he have leverage? He's been with Philly through two coaching regimes now. Uh, all this, the process is the process work thing. You know, ushered out Drew Holiday to bring him in. Uh, he was hurt his first year, didn't play. And they drafted MB right behind him, who was injured his first couple years and really didn't play. Uh, they had a Jimmy Butler there. They brought in a Tobias Harris. Uh, there's been nothing consistent about Philly's front office. They had to bring in Colangelo to cure the craziness. Then they got Elton Brand, and then they brought in Doc Rivers. Um, Joe Joel and B is undoubtedly, you know, the person that they adore the most in that Philadelphia franchise. So is being legitimate to be like, I don't want to play for y'all no more. Philly then crucified him. Oh, you ain't dunk on on uh who was that? Uh Trey what uh can you Trey Young. You ain't dunk on Trey Young. You know, oh y'all had a lead and y'all lost it. Games are lost by teams. It, there are players who, you know, have instrumental impacts um, towards the winning and losing, you know. Things that happen at certain moments, a situation that's contained, change the whole momentum and complexion of a game. You know, people either rise to the occasion or fall. I, I get that. Um, but nonetheless, you know, it's not all Ben's fault. He was made a scapegoat. He's been bruised and brutalized, and there are only but so many people who's came to his defense. So is Ben legitimate in wanting to leave Philly? I think so. I think he is more well within his right to not want to play for them no more. And I agree with him when he says it's not his job to fix his trade value. He is who he is. What is he going to come in and show that he can shoot? You see every offseason when he playing, he can shoot. So that's not really a debate. Uh, but, I, you know, I think he's more on his stance. Uh, I'm not a real big fan of Daryl Morey. I think he is, you know, like a David Griffin type. Uh, it's not what – it's not necessarily him making the moves, but – 
however the great players control the team for him to look good off his benefits or however you want to word that. that. You know, so uh, I believe, uh, yeah, so it's undoubted, you know, he's going to get traded. Where he goes, where does he fit? I said he should go to Minnesota. You know, Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Anthony Edwards. That's a nice team to build around. You could just get all them and then just scramble for the rest. Everybody locked in for at least three seasons, four C, three seasons. That's nice, but let's segue to Minnesota. Minnesota hired a GM in May of 2019. All right. Segwaying who we talking about. We talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves right now. Just, just I want y'all to follow me. We're, we're talking about the Timberwolves, all right? Uh, they hired Mr. Rosas uh, in May of 2019 and fixed the problems there. And I mean, he made the D'Angelo Russell trade. Um, he drafted Anthony Edwards. He re-signed Malik Beasley. Um, to be honest, you know, Russell Beasley, uh, Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns is not a bad team. It's not a bad team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, D'Angelo Russell can pass. He's, he's actually quite a good facilitator. He just wants to score. You know, Carl um, Anthony Towns is one of the best big men in the league. So I'm just saying that to say, like, he didn't necessarily do a bad job uh, trading Andrew Wiggins and multiple first rounds for D'Angelo Russell and not getting no picks in return is questionable. But a lot of GMs make questionable moves. It, it happens. Uh, but from what I've heard. Uh, from, you know, the different podcasts I've heard, radio segments of different people more in tune than in the inner circles of, you know, sports talk with, when it comes to the T-Wolves. Uh, Roses was a shitty leader. It was his way of the highway. Uh, he didn't treat people well. Uh, there's reports that he's involved in the sex scandal with an employee who's married. Um, you really can't have that type of nonsense coming from the head man of your organization, especially the guy who's, you know, directly in charge of personnel and player decisions. It just doesn't work. So, you know, as I have Minnesota as a, a, a big candidate to get Ben Simmons, they might not. Um, you know, everybody say they should go go to state. You know, who are we talking about? Golden State with Ben Simmons? Uh, you know, ideally it fits. Uh, but in hindsight, I just want to freeze frame this. The fact that they call Steph, Clay, and Draymond a big three, yet in order for them to compete, with the other teams in the league, they need another superstar. I think that's just getting way too uh, overlooked. Uh, how big is your big three? 
if they still need a four. That's just me, though. You can call me crazy, but that I don't see how you don't see that in that little, you know, uh, in that little insert, you know. But uh, I, you know, I can see Ben going there, um, but I don't, you know, I don't think Draymond Green should be a part of the package, though he probably will, um, because you're gonna need the money to match, and then Daryl Moore is gonna want some young studs. The problem is the people that they could give Philly would force Philly to change the team. Now, if you've been following me for a minute, um, last year when Wiseman, LaMelo Ball, and Edwards were at the top of the draft, I said Philly should break up the team. I said Philly should keep Tobias. Trey MB and Trey um and Trey Simmons and they could have had LaMelo, Anthony Edwards, with Tobias Harris and Andrew Wiggins. And that would have been a raw squad. I said that. All right, you can go look at my posts, you know, follow my I said that. All right. I just bring that up because it's interesting now that. Philly, when they trade Ben Simmons, is going to have to trade Tobias Harris. I don't see in a scenario where if you're going to trade Ben, which you have to, and you have to build around MB, I don't see where you keep Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is still a top, a, a very instrumental piece on a winning team. If he is utilized right. So, I mean, I like Tobias Harris more as a three, but as a stretch four, he is definitely effective. But I like Tobias as a three because he can actually pass. And, you know, like he can do a lot of more things. Um, but I I don't see where Philly can trade Ben and leave Tobias and be as the big two. You're going to have to trade Tobias too. Um, so. You know, where Daryl Morey is trying to get so much for Ben, he's going to have to accept the fact that where he lost out what he can get for Ben, he can make up and deal in Tobias too. This is going to involve a multi-team trade, quite a few transactions. It's going to lead to a lot of different, where does Tobias fit? Who do they trade him for? You know, it's a lot of other teams out there. Um, but. You know, it ain't just about Ben Simmons, all right? We got John Wall. This was interesting, right? Because Houston, you know, segueing who we talking about. We talking about John Wall, all right, and the Houston Rockets. Um, I actually like what they're doing, and I like how they publicly came out as a team. Um, John Wall has two years left on his contract where he makes 44 and $47 million a year, respectively. 44 this year, 47 next year. John Wall hasn't played a full season in about three or four years. Yet John Wall is, what, like 31, 30? Maybe 30. Maybe 30 this year, all right? Houston is clearly rebuilding. All right, they got Kevin Porter Jr. They got 
Jalen Green, who they just drafted. They have uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., Christian Wood. They still got Eric Gordon, which I don't know why he's still there. Uh, you know, Ja'Shawn Tate, uh, you know, Daniel House. Uh, and which is guys are still young, you know, outside of Wall and Gordon. Uh, they draft Sagan, uh, who seems to be a very good big man. Uh, kind of reminds me of Sabonis a little bit. Uh, that's not common. But, uh, you know, Houston and John Wall came out and said, you know, hey, we're going to work together to find John Wall a trade partner. So now they can let their young guys run. And they don't have to worry about all that extra backlash because it's already set in stone that John Wall's going to get moved. Where could John Wall go? All right. The first thing John Wall has to do is renegotiate this contract. Bro, I'm all about you getting your money. But time waits for no man, and you ain't played, and you want to play. You have to be willing to rework this contract. All right, now, if you want to get, like, a four-year 100, I, I really think the Chris Paul motto is what's good for John Wall, bro. You can still get your $100 million, all right? You can get it over two and a half seasons. Your third year not fully guaranteed. Your third, you know, back half of your third year not fully guaranteed. You know, your fourth year not fully guaranteed, but you get potentially make it. And make your contract workable so you can have more options to go play. Where does John Wall fit? John Wall can go a number of places, right? It's hot out here. Gotta have that good electrolyting system, right? John Wall is still a very good point guard in this league. John Wall. Looks like has developed a jumper and confidence in a jumper. John Wall is still one of the best passers in the league. John Wall is still in a prime age to play. John Wall should go to a contender. All right. Uh, me personally, I would like to see him in Dallas. I think Dallas is a good place for him. Uh, Houston don't really want nothing but some picks. They just want to dump a contract, all right? So you can dump them some expiring contracts and make up the money somewhere and be fine. But John Wall with Luca and Prozingis, that's just me. I don't know how they would make it work. I mean, I did some scenarios uh, where, you know, uh, and in the scenario, I still added Eric Gordon um, in the trade. Uh, you know, their contract, come up to about $62 million for the both of them for this year. Uh, Gordon making 18. Wall making 44. Uh, so, you know, Dallas will have to trade, you know, like Cleveland. Uh, they they got a few contracts where it could work. It'll be a lot of players in the trade, though. But that's just, you know, I don't know how they will make it work. But I like John Wall in Dallas. If he doesn't go to Dallas, right? All right? Where could he go? 
I thought the Spurs, uh, that was my next team. Uh, John Wall with, with Greg Popovich would be raw. Um, I don't think Garrett Gordon will be part of that deal. Um, you know, the people I had in the trade when I did the scenario uh, was John Wall and actually Sagan, uh, the rookie that they drafted, uh, Houston drafted. And then I had uh, uh, Thaddeus Young, who's on a one-year contract and get bought out. Um, uh, they got uh, Jake Poto over there. Uh, I actually put in uh, Devin White in the trade as well. Uh, and it was another guy. I don't remember his name right now. Um, but the way I see it as, uh, you know, Poto and and Thaddeus Young uh, could, you know, they could buy Thaddeus out. Thaddeus can go anywhere he wants. That would be ideal for him because uh, he's probably not about to use him in San Antonio. Uh, Jake Poto's been a guy that's been over there for a long time. I think he kind of took the place of what uh, – Damn, I just had his name on the tip of my tongue. Spurs had him for a minute, but uh, I'll get it back in a second. Uh, but Poto ain't really doing nothing. Uh, but, you know, the Spurs got Devin Vassell over there with uh, Javante, uh, uh, DeJounte Murray. Uh, I believe Trey Lyle's still over there. Um, you know, they brought Brent Forbes back. Um, if you make John Wall a point guard on that team, uh, that team looks kind of nice, and the Spurs could still make a couple moves. I, so you know, like I say, Dallas, San Antonio is two teams I like for John Wall. Um, I thought about Toronto. Uh, well, actually, I kind of thought about Orlando. Um, you know, if you take John Wall over there, you know, say they they package up uh, like Gary Harris. Um, I, even though I don't know how these, you know, how this works for Houston unless they add another team and sip those dudes off and get some picks. Uh, but, you know, you can see Gary Harris, uh, 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 Terrence Ross, a uh, couple guys on big contracts. They make $20 million and $17 million respectively. Um, and you can also throw in one of the young guards, you know, Hampton uh, or, or uh, you know, Cole Anthony which I highly doubt, or it could be Markel folks um, say they don't really want to, you know, they got green. You bring Anthony off the bench, exchange Markel folks and Gary Harris for John wall. And you let John wall run with green and, and what well, Bogner, uh, you still got Mo Bamba, you know, I, I, just, I just think, you know, Orlando, it'd be cool. Uh, you know, Orlando, would probably be be a good team in these um, with with that mixture. That you know, that's just me. You know, that's just what I look at. You know, John Ward, Dallas, San Antonio, Orlando. Um, I just think those. You know, with the team teams with you know room to make room uh, or uh, players that you know can make it happen. Like I say, Houston ain't looking for nothing but some picks. Uh, they ain't really trying to do much. You know, they just trying to get back picks from you know when they traded for Chris Paul and when they, you know, traded um, for Russell Westbrook, you know, they, they just trying to get back. So, you know, as far as the NBA season go, though, uh, you know, 
Lakers gonna be a a, a hot topic. The Nets gonna be a hot topic. Um, speaking on the Nets, as it correlates to Ben Simmons, um, Stephen A. Smith was on yesterday, I believe, and talked about Ben Simmons getting traded for Kyrie, um, and you know. People always try to make the most out of the little parts of a situation, right? Me personally, though, I really want people to look at the trade. If the Nets wanted to trade Kyrie for Ben Simmons, I don't see how that's a bad trade for either side. Harden and KD would have a guy who could play D, facilitate, and they could just score. If Harden and KD is the top scorers, who's really going to outscore them? With Ben Simmons playing the way he's going to play in the other places they got, that's not a bad trade for the Nets. And for them to consider it wouldn't be blasphemous. I, I, I understand that Kyrie is a champion. You know, and Kyrie, is that's my boy. I fucks with Kyrie, man. I don't want y'all to get this twisted. But I'm saying just looking at the trade, though, it's not a bad trade. Uh, Kyrie playing the point guard. No Kyrie playing the point guard where Embiid is the big. I, I don't understand how that's a bad thing, all right? You get Kyrie playing with Seth Curry at the two. All right. With Tobias and MB and Danny Green. I don't I don't really see how that's a bad trade. Also, I guess my letter not working. Also, I don't see how, you know, that I, I don't understand people's logic. Like, what do you think you're going to get for being Simmons? I, it's whatever, man. All right. Um, but like I say, training camp for the NBA will be starting real soon. Uh, I, I believe it started like Sunday, Monday, Monday, Tuesday, next week, something like that, 28th, somewhere around there, 27th, 28th of September. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, it's a lot of up-and-coming teams this year. You know, Chicago looking to make noise or the revamp team. Uh, the Miami Heat has made some additions. Uh, you know, Milwaukee is the, the reigning champions, all right? Washington Wizards then made some additions. Um, you know, the Indiana Pacers got Rick Carlisle over there, and they, they really got a nice, talented young team. Uh, the Hornets, you know, they – Resigned Rozier, you know, brought over Kelly Oubre. Like, uh, you know, they, it is going to be an interesting time in the NBA this season. Uh, 75th year anniversary for the NBA. Uh, you know, so I expect a lot of fireworks. Uh, you know, it's going to be talks of an in-season tournament uh, that may or may not happen probably next year this year or next year. Um, it'll be a lot of changes, man. So, you know, be ready for the NBA. Let me know how you feel about them NBA thoughts, all right? But I want to talk about the NFL now. Um, going into week three, 
tonight. I think it's a Thursday night game tonight, if I believe. The NFL will be hosting the Panthers versus the Texans tonight. All right. The Panthers come in 2 0. The Texans 1 and 1. Uh, one in their week one uh, matchup against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and uh, losing last week to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Panthers, you know, they beat the Jets and then came back and beat the Saints after the Saints put a hurt in on the uh, uh, Packers in week one. Uh, the Panthers beat the Saints in week two. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, man. Sam Darnold looks really good um, right now with his team. You know, uh, hard to say Sam Bronner don't look like a top five pick, uh, you know. So, I, I like this matchup. Uh, I think the Texans starting David Mills. Tyrod Taylor went out with an injury last week. So, you can get the young guy David Mills playing. Uh, Deshaun Watson still not playing. Uh, who knows when he'll be able to play or if he'll even play for the Texans ever again, to be honest. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Um, but week two is going to have a lot of matchups. Uh, starting Sunday, first half of this uh, of the day, you got Bears versus Browns in Cleveland, uh, Washington versus Bills in Buffalo, Ravens versus Lions in Detroit, Colts versus Titans in Tennessee, uh, Chargers versus Chiefs in Kansas City. Uh, Saints versus Patriots in New England. Falcons uh, go to New York to play the Giants. Bengals travel to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Uh, Cardinals travel to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. And these are all the 1 o'clock games, all right? So this is going to be kind of nice, all right? And as far as this 4 o'clock games for Sunday, you've got Jets versus Broncos in Denver. Uh, Dolphins travel to Las Vegas to play the Raiders, the Bucks going to Cali to uh, play the Rams. The Seahawks travel north to Minnesota uh, to travel uh, face the Vikings. And then Sunday night, uh, it'll be an interesting one in the Bay uh, as the Green Bay Packers will take their one-and-one record uh, off to what used to be Candlestick Park. I I don't even know what the 49ers call their stadium now. It used to be Candlestick Park. That's what I remember. Uh, but they're going to the Bay to take, in, uh, to take on the San Francisco 49ers who come in uh, undefeated at 2-0. All right. And the Monday night game would be Eagles versus Cowboys, division rivalry. Uh, that one should probably be highly entertaining. Uh, I wouldn't even doubt if Eagles and Cowboys might be one of the best games of the weekend. Either one of these primetime games. Uh, I, you know, I think, I think both of these games have definitely uh, – a lot of intensity to them. Teams wanting to prove that they better than what they shown or better than what people predicted. Um, you know, but here on Game Changer Sports Talk, you know, it's only, you know, one city that's prominent, all right? And that's Cleveland, all right? It's Cleveland everything. As you can see, I got on my brown shirt. You know, it, it's Cleveland everything, right? It's Cleveland everything all the time, right? Uh, Browns and Bears. This is interesting, all right? All right. The Browns come in one and one. The Bears come in one and one. We own two different type of one and ones, though. The Bears are one and one. 
with a quarterback controversy, which shouldn't be a controversy, but it is or it was. Uh, Justin Fields, uh, number 10 overall pick in the past draft, will get the start for the Chicago Bears, his first time in the NFL starting. Uh, he's played over the last couple weeks. Uh, he's shown some really good signs, moving with his legs, showed a little accuracy. Uh, show, be able to throw the deep ball, be able to hit open man. Uh, so it'll be interesting what you see against this Browns defense. Um, Chicago offense, you know, has allowed quite a many points. Um, and this Browns offense is formidable. So I don't know what the Bears defense is going to do. Excuse me. But I highly doubt they're able to stop this Browns offense. Uh, what concerns me in this matchup, is the Browns' defense. Um, you know, I, I will say, though, I'm taking a more lighthearted stance towards the defense. And I'll say this because I've listened to one of uh, the beat writers or one of the insiders for the Cleveland Browns, uh, a lady by the name of Mary Kay Cabot. I don't always agree with how she goes about her journalism. Uh, her sports writing, uh, her sports reporting. I feel like she highlights way too much of the negative, especially being uh, one of the leaders um, and reporting for Cleveland sports teams. And I don't think that helps the cause. Uh, you know, though I don't agree with a lot of things she says, I do understand that she is knowledgeable and she does have insider track on what's going on. And she made a statement uh, following last week's win over the Texans uh, that was interesting and factual. Uh, though Joe Woods has a new defense, he went an entire offseason and didn't have the complete defense together. He played the first game without the defense, and he played the second game without the defense. And I highlight those things because Regardless of how you analyze a talent, until you actually see the talent on the field for yourself, it's hard for you to know how to utilize them right. You know, this person can tell you this, this person can tell you that, but until you actually see it, it's hard to do. So as much as I don't want to give him a pass for the first two weeks, and my reason for not giving him a pass is running this damn prevent defense 85, 93% of the game. I, I, you know, I will give him a pass for seeing how guys work on the field and being able to go over the game tape to see what works. He didn't use Jadavian Clowney in week one as more of a run stopper, but he did in week two. But he didn't find ways to get Miles Garrett more open uh, to be able to, you know, be free enough to rush the quarterback. Uh, but I think he will do more of that in game three. And what leads me to believe that is, one, Anthony Walker is down. You know, it's crazy how things happen. And even though they're unfortunate, they really help you in the end. All right. Um, at first, we only had uh, eight defensive linemen. Uh, on our active roster. Now that number is bumped up to 10. 
in my opinion, it's still only eight. Because the way to utilize Jadavian and Miles in this defense as virtually outside edge rushers or containers, they're more utilized like linebackers anyway. So having a defensive lineman helps because, in my opinion, he should run three defensive tackles with those two on the edges. That way, if he wants to run two linebackers or one linebacker, it really doesn't take away from what he wants to do. Uh-huh. I, it really doesn't take away what he wants to do uh, from a coverage standpoint. Um, because if he runs two linebackers, uh, bringing in Jeremiah Wusu Komoa, still gives you like an extra DB on the field and you still got Anthony Walker as a, uh, you know, as a, as a run stopper. Um, where I'm at with Taki Taki and, and Mac Wilson, uh, they have to be rotation specialist guys. I like, uh, Taki Taki, um, but I like him and Tack McKinley coming in, uh, together. I think, you know, Sione Taki Taki is more of an edge guy. Um, I think he should be the guy to be behind backup Jadavian for how they're going to use him because I think the way those two, the strengths of those two players are similar. Even though Jadavian is way more dominant, uh, way more physically gifted, uh, I just think they play more alike, and I think Tack and Miles play more alike, uh, in my opinion. Uh, so. You know, using those guys like that gives you more flexibility with your, you know, linebackers. And you can use most of these guys as special teams guys. I like Taki Taki and Mac Wilson as special teams guys on this team. I like them as locker room guys on this team. I, I They just games just haven't evolved yet. And they're still young. They haven't uh, potentially, they haven't reached their prime yet. So, you know, getting a little contract, you know, three year extension for like ten million or something, twelve million or something a piece. Like I don't, I don't think that's out of the realm. Nine million a piece. I, I don't think that's out of the realm. I think they should be good to take that and still be part of a team where they can be instrumental and still eventually at some point, you know, earn a big payday on a starting role as their gangs evolve. Because it's all about just keep working on your game. You know what I'm saying? But uh, back to uh, defensive uh, coordinator Joe Woods. Uh, I think bringing up more, you know, by them bringing up more defensive linemen, I think he's starting to understand what he has to do to free up Miles and Jadavion. Um, as far as the coverage goes, you know, more and more I look at it, I really think the only reason he hasn't played more men uh, with the defensive secondary is because he hasn't figured out how to utilize the front seven better. And as much as I don't like what I'm looking at, the strategy is smart. Um, know how to utilize what you do before you start exposing how you're going to clamp down on teams. Give your players a chance to play a little bit together, to discuss you know, what they would like to do, how they would like to be used in the defense, which better helps you design the plays, blitzes, man coverage, zone scheming. Um, and, you know, 
against a Bears team that's going to start a rookie quarterback that only has but so many offensive weapons and a questionable offensive line, this is a very, 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 very good game for defensive coordinator to really make a mark on the season or at least give the fans a little more to hope for with his play call uh, and the way he goes about things. Uh, I fully expect Cleveland to win this game. Now, they could win by as little as three points if the defense isn't containing Justin Fields and he decides to have a breakout day in his NFL debut as a starter. Um, but, you know, if they play right, I could see the Browns winning by 10 or more, uh, at least an eight-point spread. Uh, I, I could see that. Um, you know, but, you know, L. Also with the Browns, right? Jarvis Landry is on the IR. He will not play for the next three to five weeks um, with an MCL spray. Uh, it's three weeks is the IR minimum. For the way they handle that Odell, I think it could be five. Um, Odell could play this weekend. I projected he wouldn't come back till week four or five. Um, more towards, closer towards when he actually went down. Uh, the diagnosis for uh, MC, uh, for his uh, ACL uh, injury is 9 to 12 months recovery. Uh, he's only at 10 and a half right now. Uh, so, you know, he, he could play this week. I wouldn't doubt if he didn't play um, because – you know, we have Rashard Higgins. We have Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, we have Anthony Schwartz. We have three really good tight ends. Uh, we could bring up uh, Davian Davis, who's back from a, a two-game suspension. Uh, he didn't get claimed off the practice squad, so we was able to re-sign him. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and then we got two good backs. So, you know, we have more than enough to be able to win the game. Um, but it's really, really just about, you know, what is the defense going to do? Is this the week that we see what potentially this defense could become? Uh, you know, a lot of questions to be asked. Okay. A lot of questions to be asked. So, but I, I want to thank you all for tuning in with me today. Uh, you know, like, subscribe, share, follow uh, D-Trent, Game Changer Sports Talk, Industry Sports. You can follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. All right, follow the groups, follow the pages. Um, give us your feedback, your likes. Follow us, the podcast, Spotify. Uh, uh, Google Podcast, Breaker, uh, Radio Public. Uh, we always love to hear your feedback and, you know, give us some topics, all right? So it was a pleasure. I'm D. Trent, Game Changer Sports Talk, Industry Sports. I'm going to holler at y'all in a second.